Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. You're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. I'm Kamisha Lucier, and we're so glad you're with us. Before we get started in the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are. We magnify your name and we exalt your name, your spirit, your truth, and your ability, your character, and your nature in all the earth. We say that you are the I am that I am and that there's nothing too hard for you, Lord. We thank you for this time that we have to spend together in your word, and we just welcome you, Holy Spirit, and we release you to have your way in our midst. We release you to teach us and to guide us into all truth and show us things to come. Minister your word to us. Minister your healing and salvation to those who have need of it, Lord. We thank you for your divine provision and your divine protection each and every day of our lives. Lord, we thank you that you are faithful to Israel. You are faithful to all your people throughout the earth and your kingdom has come and your will is being done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus almighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we get into the word and, and studying the scripture specifically in the book of Hebrews. We're in chapter 8, covering verses 1 through 6. So, if you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I want to encourage you to pause the episode and just take the opportunity to read through that section of Scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. 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 All right, and now, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit's speaking to you and to ask any question that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. <laughs> so what the Lord was showing me, um, I didn't, we kind of ran out of time yesterday, but I wanted to mention about the, the type and the shadow, the tabernacle and the temples. Um, it, it The way the Lord phrased it was almost like the 3D models that some architects build or, well, actually they print out before they build the house so they can see how it looks. The blueprints? So, yes. Or a 3D model. Which one? both they they put um blueprints and so what the kind of machine that a new machine that they use they they draw the blueprints and they put it on top like where you would make a copy or mm -hmm. the scanning part of a printer uh-huh and it takes the blueprints off and it builds on top of the blueprints a, a 3d model but you could still see like if you the top of the building is open so you can look down and still see the blueprint but now it's got 3d walls and shapes oh, and lots of okay. architects That's use it now mm. when they're designing like ships and bigger homes or um, structures for businesses because it's uh, a faster way of seeing it done versus just doing the regular 3d model because then they couldn't see the dimension on top of the blueprint to see how the materials hmm. would interact with each other and how they would hold up against weather and whatnot and they'd use it for simulation so the tabernacle and the temple was a, a blueprint if you will so that we could see what was in heaven and we could get a feel if you mm -hmm. will for how to operate around the lord because when we get there there are rules that we still have to follow he still has to be revered and respected it isn't not around in the lord mm -hmm. we, we don't operate lord? yes yes we don't, we don't operate around presence. the lord mm -hmm. we are in his presence we are operating in him he and he works 
in and through us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I meant in the present. Sorry. Okay. Um, when we are in the Lord's presence, there are still rules and you know laws that have to be followed because He is still God. And the second thing to the first covenant and the second covenant, the first one or the temple and the tabernacle, they weren't meant to last forever. He wasn't going to transport a tabernacle up into heaven and you know that be the the structure there was already one created but it was just a visual representation so we would understand what the lord was asking for that way we would be able to um bring ourselves into alignment with the lord's plan because it's kind of hard to to walk with somebody when you don't know what their goal is uh, an example that if you when you take us to the store sometimes or you, and you tell us to get something or you ask us to bring you a soda, we ask, which kind do you want? It's, <laughs> I mean, we, we don't want to bring you back a soda that you're not going to enjoy or taste nasty. So we, sure. so we ask, do you want cherry Coke? Do you want Sprite? Do you want Fanta? And whatever it is, right? Yes. So we should be approaching the Lord the same way when he asks us to do something for him. We should come and ask for the details. Lord, how did you want me to say this message? How did you want me to complete this task? Where do you want me to go? Instead of going, shh, Lord, I got it. You want me to go preach? Okay, I'm going to go to Africa when he wanted you to talk to your neighbor that was three doors down from you. And you missed the opportunity that God placed in front of you and why he showed me that was we talked a few episodes ago about um we want to do the bigger things for the lord we want to be used in those pivotal moments but we are failing to execute in the basics and this is the answer to the problem and that the holy spirit through paul is also showing how we are able to walk in the Lord's plan because the Levites or the the natural man, they had weaknesses and they had flaws. And because they chose to do their own things at times, they weren't able to hold this position, if you will, for, for forever. And Jesus came. He was already going to come, but he came and held the fort down for us because we need, we need him. We needed him then we need him now. And we're going to need him for forever. So, but now that we have the opportunity to, be his sons and daughters, we have to learn how to operate and work within his family. Like I mentioned a few episodes ago, it's hard for a family to function if all the members are fighting each other. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we get the Lord's counsel, that we understand what his heart is, and then seek him to see what instructions he He wants to give so that we build what it is that he's asking us to build in excellence and it endures because um, I'm not quite sure where the scripture is, but Paul writes about one of his letters that every man's work will be tested by fire. What's burned up will be lost, but the man will be saved through fire himself. What remains will be rewarded. Um, I just don't remember exactly. So where he it was. should be careful how he builds on it. Exactly. So even even back to Moses building the temple, the tabernacle, the Charles, you mentioned that he couldn't put gold leafing on the outside of the curtain because he thought it looked good. He couldn't take the bronze labor and make it gold instead because he liked the way it shimmered in the sunset. It had to be exact. And it, it still holds true for us today. No, we're not building uh, the Ark of the Covenant or the tabernacle or the temple. But our lives are a representation of that as well. It should be exact. We should be doing everything that the Lord said exactly as it's, you know, already written in the books in heaven. That way we're able to 
fulfill the good works and we don't suffer loss through fire because we were building with materials that were rotten or we were placing our own ideas on top of the Lord's and trying to pass it off as good. <clears throat> or as you were saying, back to your blueprint or architecture or architectural 3D model, right? You can't build out of alignment. Your your wall should not be doing the wave, right? Yes. Whether that's from top down or from right to left, left to right. Mm -hmm. It should not look like the waves in the sea. And that's somehow going to be your wall and you, or the walls, whether it's on the outside of the house or inside the house, and you think that's going to structurally support anything, right? Yes, mm -hmm. Dan. So in the same way, building to the pattern means exactly what Jesus showed us as the pattern example. To go in the Father's, where the Father sends us, when he sends us, saying what he said to say, doing what he said to do in the manner or how he said to say and do those things. Mm -hmm. Layla, the scripture that you were talking about is 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and the entire section that you can read is verse 9 through 17, but specifically you were referencing verses, um, well, let's say 12 through 15 or 11 through 15. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mommy. So You're welcome, darling. going back to what, what you brought up and what we're discussing is when we choose to do our own thing and not follow the pattern, the plan, the instruction, the commandments given from the Lord, who is our God, then we are doing our own thing or we are building with our own materials and our own pattern, but saying, Lord, bless it. That's why he says each one's work will be tested by fire to see what remains, not just the materials but also is it able to stand. The only thing that's able to stand is the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Let me read this section yes. just so it'll bring it together for All everybody. Right, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I'll start with first. Um, actually, verse 9, I'll read that. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which has been given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than, than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work, which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. Yet so as through fire, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what the Lord was sharing with me and this fits in quite nicely, as she said, Mommy, was that as we see here, we left off in the last episode talking about how he, the Lord, is also referring to us as humans, of us representing the tabernacle and how he has raised us up for his purposes. 
And that's very important to understand that we weren't here to do what we wanted to serve ourselves and to maybe do what the Lord wanted if we had some time left afterwards, after we complete what we want and been maimed enough. That's mm-hmm. not how it works, That's nor is it the way that the Lord wants it to work. Mm-hmm. The Lord was created us so that way we would do his purpose inside this earth, like we see with Jesus. Jesus didn't say, nah, Father, I got my friends to go play with. I got mm-hmm. something else to do, Lord. He didn't do any of those things. He went and did as the Father told him, told and directed him to go and do. And that's how we should be living our lives. As she brought up, Lula, that Moses didn't have the option essentially he the lord said you're going to build this like i showed you there's there's no grace for you not to be doing this and that's how jesus lived his life while we know that god does give grace but there has to be a fine line we shouldn't rely on the grace meaning that lord this grace is all but a net i'm no i'm going to jump off this building lord but you're going to catch me that that goes under the category of tempting the lord Uh yes you're describing um so god didn't override moses's ability to be a free moral agent, a free will individual. However, remember we talked about God didn't, doesn't choose people to do important things that he knows are going to rebel against him or, or fail. He under, God understood the, the dynamic of the temple being constructed, the tent of meeting and the importance of it and the cost, um, as in to the human flesh that would choose to defile such a, a building or a, a project, if you will, of the Lord's. So he didn't put someone and entrust someone who was going to go, never mind, Lord, I don't want to do what you said. I think, I think the menorah should go over here because God was just as specific about the building material and the item that was structured as he was about its physical location mm-hmm. within the tent of meeting. So he didn't pick someone to do this task that he knew was going to rebel against him. He chose someone who he knew he would be faithful and he brought Moses into timing for that purpose. God worked everything in his life to get him there at the designated time with the humble heart that was necessary to follow and obey God to the entire thing. So there's needless to say, Kamisha Ann wouldn't have been able to build the temple correctly. I probably would have just wanted to stay in heaven and be like, Lord, that's okay. They got it. They'll be all right. You know, I'm, so that's why I'm here in the time that I am. But that job was related and specifically slated for Moses because God knew he would faithfully carry it out. Amen. Yes, and how we have to be willing to do what the Lord wants us Mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the Lord forcing Moses into it, as you said, Mm -hmm. Mommy. Moses had the option and the choice inside of that. Mm -hmm. But God had strict guidelines. Don't deviate. Yes. Don't play no games. Don't think it's not going to apply to you. The weight of the consequence will miss you should you choose to disregard it and disobey what's been said. Moses said, I got you, Lord. I got you. Yes, sir. I'll just break those tablets later. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. But no, he took the proper um, regard and reverence for the father to do what he asked, what what the Lord asked him to do in the way he asked him to do it. So God chose the right person to do that as we knew he would. Yes. And as it says in verse five, um, actually, no, verse four. Chapter eight, Hebrews eight. Yes. Okay. For if he were on earth, he would not be a priest since there are priests who offer the gifts according to the law. And this correlates to how Jesus is not the priest as we think of it, as we want to put our mental um, parameters around it. And that's what we see the disciples doing constantly throughout the Gospels. And even at the beginning of Acts, they wanted to put Jesus inside of what they thought, what they thought the Messiah was going to look like, how they thought he was going to be a king and a priest. That's how... They used it to disqualify him. Yes. And they also used, well, you could say his lineage to disqualify him. 
Don't we know his father and his mother? Don't we know where he came from? Yes. What they thought they knew. Remember, we talked mm-hmm. about previously that nobody knows genetics and DNA and the, the heritage and lineage better than God. Amen. He knows exactly who, where, when, why, and how we came from, what we are, you know, supposed to be doing and all of that. Exactly. So he tracks that where humans go, well, this is who I think you are. And they try to put a limitation on someone, but that's not who our God is. God knew his lineage down to all the way back to Adam, clearly, right? And the, yes. From the natural perspective, but more importantly, he knew he was from the father, right? Yes. He is God. So what you were referencing there was people think that they were waiting for the king Messiah to come and be a battle warrior, to be Gideon 2.0 or something of that nature. That's what they were looking for. They had no mindset to think about a heavenly kingdom. They thought it was solely related to Israel, the natural land of Israel, Mm -hmm. Israel's natural territory, lands and boundaries. And when he came, it was disappointing to them because they were waiting for the natural deliverance when he was coming for the, the whole enchilada of deliverance, salvation for all of creation. He was coming to deliver, right? The earth is under bondage, waiting for the sons of God to be made manifest, right? Because of sin, the earth was had to suffer with humanity, right? But he came to redeem mankind back to himself, but at the same time, purify the entire heavenly community while at the same time doing away with sin. But they didn't have an understanding of that. So when this... Jesus shows up, they're like, wait a second, we're looking for rippling muscles. Um, you ain't got no sword. Yeah, where's your ba- sword, your battle axe, you, your shield? Where's your army? You love everybody? Like, no, we, we hate them. We want you, we thought you were going to drive them out and restore our boundaries to what we think they're supposed to be. And God came to do everything that he promised. He didn't leave anything undone that needed to be finished. But they didn't perceive it because they had their mindset. They thought the Messiah was the result of their actions and that he would be a Gideon-esque, a Samson-esque. Maybe even a David, they'd be all right with that, but at least have some muscles and some snarling teeth and the sword and, the, you know, <laughs> get on over there and beat some people up and go on with it. But they totally missed the heart of God. And he's like, none of those things. That's not what he was coming to do in that phrase. no. Don't play with Jesus, you know? <laughs> he is every bit the warrior he always has been. Exactly, but not a natural, a warrior after natural senses. And he is a good God and he was faithful to the mission. So because they thought he was an after fact, right, they missed the fact that he was the one, the temple was built to reflect and honor him, not the other way around, and to declare his role in restoring creation and his the heavenly community back to the father so we we have to change our perspective so that we can enjoy and appreciate what the lord is doing and not think he's coming to bash everybody's teeth in but forget my sin lord jesus um judge everyone else but skip me you know and and carry on yes and how they were too busy looking for what they thought or what they perceived he was going to be and they missed it and that's what paul's also getting at here is that they're too busy comparing jesus to what aaron was meaning that they said okay so this is what this is going to look like and that's how they put phrases on it you see that with the pharisees especially they said you search through the bible um nobody comes out of galilee no prophets they weren't even looking for a priest they were looking for maybe a prophet at best they were looking for a king 
someone valiant and a warrior like figure maybe a prophet at best but we expect you to be like a david kind of prophet you can sing them psalms but you better swing that sword too (laughs) that's what they were thinking at a minimum throw some stones exactly you better have a slingshot you ain't got no slingshot jesus they're like no man no you ain't got no slingshot no (laughs) (laughs) being funny about it but still their own perspective or their own misunderstanding of what god was doing yet there were two who recognized him mm-hmm. in a diaper. Simeon and Anna. Exactly. That's the one. And then there were the the wise men who Absolutely. recognized him as a young toddler, a young baby, a young boy. Mm-hmm. So some people got it, but other people missed it. Yes. So let's ensure that we don't miss it. And how do we do that? Let everything pass by before the Lord. Check with him. And allow Holy Spirit to minister to you. What he what he says about it's the only thing that matters. You know, he'll give you what to say and what to do concerning every situation and circumstance and every area and aspect of your life if you're willing and will be obedient to apply what he says to say and do to your life. Mm-hmm. So, With that, we're going to pause for today. And can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you that you've given us everything that we need inside this life, Lord. That you've already provided it in abundance, Lord. That you've already shown us how to use it, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you're not the the person or the God that we thought you were, Lord. Mm. That you're not how we imagined you to be, Lord, but that you are yourself, Lord. And that you go by what you say, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.